Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome! I am Chris Ann Hall, and I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. and. Oh, say that again then. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> and remember, you can watch us on YouTube. So uh, right now, if you are watching us on YouTube, you are seeing us on YouTube. You also see the scroll at the bottom that gives you our website, chrisannhall.com, and our most exceptional constitutional training at libertyfirstuniversity.com. I don't know if they can see me or not. I'm camouflaged. You're in camouflage, right? Right? No, they would see just like a floating head. Right. Yeah? With like max headroom. <laughs> I just dated myself, didn't I? You did. <laughs> and you didn't laugh, so you didn't date yourself. But see, you look older than I do, so maybe they think you're older than me. Right. That's cool. <laughs> so I love your guys' comments on YouTube, and we get lots of great feedback on social media, or Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And I just wanted to fill you in because JC, um, JC was out on, on, on a Wednesday. Or no, Thursday, and I wanted to fill you in. We got a great comment about the show on Thursday. It said, Chrisanne, how do you keep up all that energy? <laughs> so they think that they must think I run around the house like this. <laughs> you do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I am full of energy all the time. You know, and JC's always. Yeah, I some people have said that. You're full of it. I've heard that. Yeah, they've heard that too, right? Right? Ah, well, welcome to the Chris energy. Ann Hall Is Show. That where the, we, what they were talking about? Energy? We, yeah, energy. <laughs> and where we actually talk about the news that's important from a constitutional perspective. I have my Florida law shirt, t shirt on today. And that's going to bring out the, the bar haters, right? Are, are you holding news that's important? I am holding news that's important. Actually, I have a fun story <laughs> to start off with. Uh, we that's, that's why I'm asking. You know, Is that important? Um, let me, you, we talked earlier this week about how the Supreme Court's going to be hearing a Second Amendment case for the first time yeah. in uh, since 2010, right? Well, this past week, the House heard, uh, had a, a, a House judicial meeting on a piece of legislation called H.R. 8. Anti-gun powwow. Anti-gun powwow. And at this anti-gun powwow, of course. Is that you, racist, by the way? Powwow? Oh, I didn't uh, even uh, think uh. about that. <laughs> you might be culturally abrogating. 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 Who knows? I don't know. I don't. I don't get into all that. No, I don't do that. I don't, I don't. I don't do the cultural approbation because Abrobation. it throws a chink in my armor if I do that. 
I mean, if I keep on doing stop it, stop monkeying really, around, JC. Yeah, you got to right. stop monkeying around. <laughs> so, at this pow, did this powwow throw a chink in the armor of oh. gun rights? No. Well, if well, that's the the purpose is right. So or they, were they just monkeying around? They were just monkeying around. So. <laughs> So they brought in all of the quote-unquote survivors from gun mm. violence at this House Judicial uh, Committee hearing. Uh, you had the March for Our Lives people there. You had the Stoneman Douglas survivors there. You had a wife uh, of a husband who was killed at the Capitol Gazette, you know, the newspaper thing. And um, what's really, oh, I think I've got a. Oh, the H.R. 8, which is the piece of legislation that uh, is why called. Does, why does Eye of the Tiger keep ringing in my head? Is I that Survivor? Know. Yeah, that's Survivor. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Wow. This is going to be an interesting show today, guys. I dated <laughs> this, myself. I mean, this I've, energy that whatever. we have here is totally this. Go. We, uh, we're resisting. We're resisting, right? So H.R. 8 is the Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2019 now jc you have to know that this is more than just background checks right this is more than just um about universal background checks and it's interesting because i found believe it or not uh, let me ask you something jc do you do you ever go to reason for information yeah yeah, so you have a better judge of these things. This is reason is not always hardcore liberal, is it? No, it's libertarian. Reason is libertarian. Le reason is libertarian. Okay, not well liberal. that explains why the article that I found about the textual analysis of HR eight uh, is on reason. See, I was under the impression that reason was was a a liberal. No, it's libertarian, rap. so therefore, oh. uh, under the libertarian umbrella, you can get left and right. I but see. Okay, okay. There's well, a lot of atheists on there, and uh, but that means primarily libertarian. Well, or it is libertarian. But. The um, the um, uh, reason, excuse me, the reason reprinted an article from a website called the Volk Conspiracy, which is by title. They say, mostly law professors blogging on whatever we please since 2002. And uh, it says, sometimes contrarian, often libertarian, always independent. Yeah. So these are, these are libertarian law professors. Right. I, I'm just shocked. Vocal libertarian law professors. Yeah. That, this that would be encouraging to me. I, I want a group like that. I want to have some coffee with those right. people. Yeah, that site's been around a long time. I've, yeah. I've been reading that for a long while. Okay, so anyway, I have the I have a clip of it up on YouTube. So if you want to you want to pull this article so that you can see what this HR8 is really all about. And the summary is HR8, the bipartisan. I love these names, right? Bipartisan background check acts because guess what? If you vote against this, you are partisan. Yeah. Shame on you, mm -hmm. right? It's it's. I love how they classify the names of these acts so that if you vote against them, you are a bad guy. It's right? a setup. It is. It's a total total setup. You'll be called purist, extremist, uh, partisan, murderer. Well. 
you be you you're you're supporting um these uh uh what do they call them oh the sovereign citizen movement you're you know sure. right you're one of those bible t- uh thumping gun toting whatever they call them anyway extremists so hr8 requires that loans gifts and sales of firearms be processed by a gun store and then the same fees, paperwork, and permanent record keeping apply as to buying a new gun from the store. So if you loan a f- gun to a friend without going to the gun store, the penalty becomes the same as for knowingly selling a gun to a convicted violent felon. Hmm. So here's the thing. We had our In Defense of Liberty training in Texas. To keep from having to carry our firearms on the plane or have to ship them through an FFL, our assistant, Janet, allowed us to use her firearms. She would, under HR8, she would have, we would actually have to go to a gun store. We would have to go through a back, all the paperwork, all the background checks, and we would have to pay the same federal fees as if we were buying the gun just to use the gun for a few hours. And if she allowed us to use that gun for a few hours, then guess what? She is now guilty of a federal crime where the punishment is the same as if she were selling the gun to a convicted violent felon. So it's really a, a nationwide tracking of the yes. use, possession, and movement of firearms. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's also clever, as, as the, the libertarian lawyers say, there is a clever trick in H.R. 8 that effectively bans handguns for persons 18 to 20. Hmm. So it's the same law, these, these gun yeah. laws that are now being passed. Florida and Washington Florida State. Florida and Washington State, which will now turn n- lawful gun owners between the ages of 18 and 20 so, so if you are 18 and you are 20, it is still illegal, right? So you can't legally possess a fire a handgun until you're 21. But if you purchased one before HR8 goes into effect, you and you may and you keep that firearm, right? Then you are now guilty of a felony, a federal felony offense. Isn't that? I'm not an attorney. Obviously, you are. Isn't that called post facto or something like that? I mean, isn't yeah, there some post, kind of... it's ex post facto. So where you make a law, so what you did before wasn't criminal. Right, right. And then, you ma- and then you pass a law, and then suddenly you're a criminal. Right, because when you do something like that, there's supposed to be a grandfather petition. Uh, pe- uh, provision in it that says, uh-huh. okay, if you own a firearm and you're 18 years, if you own a handgun and you're 18 years old, then uh, if you show proof of ownership prior to the creation of that law, then you are now exempt from this law, un- you know, through your 21 years, yeah. right? So this so, is an ex post facto law? Yes. I mean, that's what they call it? Yes, absolutely. Not only that. Um, which, is, which is supposed to be unlawful. Right, right. So um, let's see, what else does this say? Uh, It says the bill has some narrow exemptions. The exemptions do not cover stalking victims. (laughs) They are, uh, they exclude farming, ranching, sharing guns on almost all public and private lands. 
uh, storing guns with friends while on vacation, and the limited exemption for family excludes first cousins and in-laws. There is a minuscule exemption for self-defense, which excludes stalking victims. I'm going to have to read that portion of the bill because that sounds very, very interesting. So um, there, because there's a, there's a partial exemption for immediate self-defense, which says a temporary transfer that is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm if the possession by the transferee lasts only as long as immediately necessary to prevent the imminent death or great bodily harm. So, hey, throw me that pistol. <laughs> pow, pow. Okay, I'm throwing it back. He's dead. (laughs) We'll be right back. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about this new piece of gun violence. They call it the bipartisan, where is that again? The bipartisan uh, background check act of 2019. We are hoping that uh, everybody will contact their legislators and tell them, you know, we can't let this thing go. We cannot, we cannot let it fly. I can't imagine that uh, if it gets past the house, you know, it'll get past the house. It, it won't get past the Senate. Yeah. And I can't. Uh, well, I started to say it won't get past Trump, but <laughs> hold on. Did you hear that break? I yeah, did the yeah, exact yeah. same thing. It was like. <laughs> yeah, because he's called for similar things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So here's the one thing that I want to so talk about. So you could say it probably won't get past the Senate. It probably won't get past probably. the Senate. No, although that's not guaranteed. That's not guaranteed, uh, especially with a name like that. Now, we I have already seen tweets from Matt Gates. Uh, who says that he's against it. You know, J.C., we really got to work on our house rep here in Florida, Dr. Neil Dunn. I, what does he do? I never hear from him. I never see anything from him. I, I see more from Matt Gates, who's well, not my rep, than Neil Dunn. I yeah. want to know what's going on. This guy's and, – and he never contacts me when he's I a new DM guy, right? and stuff. Whatever. I don't care. That means he should be brimming with energy and enthusiasm if he's a True. new guy, right? If he's already this this bump on a log, that's not good news. Yeah. You, you may, it makes Just you my little what, editorial what there, people. Yeah, it makes you wonder what he's doing. So, JC, you know we have tons of farmers and ranchers that listen to the Chris Ann Hall show. We probably we are we are saturating the Northwest and the in the West of the United States with the Chris Ann Hall show. So, I want to read this from our libertarian lawyers, HR eight. This bipartisan background checks act has a limited exemption for hunting, trapping, or fishing but not for ranching or farming. So you can, uh, HR8 doesn't apply to those who are hunting, trapping, or fishing, but if you are ranching, you cannot, uh, you, you cannot have firearms outside of this uh, law. Firearms, 
transfer at farms and ranches are part of routine operations. Some transfers might last a few weeks, while others last several weeks, as when a ranch hand takes a gun to guard a flock at night and day uh, during night and day during calving season. And under HR8, the transfer is allowed only when the farmer or rancher stays in the hand's presence. So a few hours, a few weeks. You you can't. So you can't. You say, can't. hey, ranch hand, I need you to guard guard this flock. The far, the actual owner has to has be to present. go with him. Yeah, right. So what which is the, what's the point of having a ranch exactly. hand? Exactly. What's the point of having a ranch hand uh, if you if you have to be wherever the ranch hand set is? So under HR eight, for a farmer or a rancher to lend a firearm to an employee. They, most, they both must travel to a gun store to process the transfer. When the employee returns the firearm, everyone must return again to the gun store, which means you're paying fees every single time. There's a background check every single time. All of this. And how close is a ranch or a farm to a gun to a local gun store? Give I don't. A break. I don't care. It's irrelevant. No, I'm saying it's just all whatever they can do. Yeah. To make it a hassle, whatever they can do to restrict you. I mean, yep. the ultimate goal is to track the guns and who will track the people mm-hmm. who have the guns all the time, and then to deter people from having. Them. You're gonna like, eh, it's not even worth it, you know. So, it's, that's all part of the part of this tactic. So say your father were to give you a gun that belonged to your your uh, grandfather, okay? That is a loan or a bona fide gift, which is exempt, right? Unless it's your father-in-law that is giving you the gun that belonged to his father. So in-laws and cousins cannot make loans or gifts, uh huh. But you can make it in the most immediate family. Right. Right. You so, also can't trade stuff. Right. This is ridiculous. A family exemption ex- vanishes if one family member pays the other in any other way. If a brother trades an extra shotgun to his sister in exchange for her television, then both of them have to go to the gun store to make this trade. Yeah. I've seen that. Like, motorcycle yeah for sh- for a nice shotgun i've actually okay. seen let it. me just say this on the record you are dumb if you tell somebody that you traded a gun for a lawnmower at this point no no yeah. no. he just gave it to me it was a bona fide gift don't be dumb but it's ridiculous you you got to do it in secret and make sure nobody knows and then you got to lie about it or somebody says hey man you got the new motorcycle can learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, JC, you know, I, I had, oops, wrong one. I had up there uh, on YouTube during our break our Liberty First gear. And I'm reminded we don't have any right to keep and bear arms gear. We need some right to keep and right to keep and bear arms gear. We need that that quote that I used during the the uh, Second Amendment training. The only question necessary for a gun debate 
is do you trust that no one will ever use the force of government to ever try to take your life, your land, your, pro- uh, your life, your liberty, or your property from you? If the answer is no, the gun debate is over, right? And so you said something, you were kind of cut off before we went uh, into the break, and we're talking about H.R. 8, which is the uh, Bipartisan Backgrounds Checked uh, Act of 2019. You had to know that this was coming now that the Dems had had the power uh, in the House of Representatives. And so um, we're talking about this, and you said something about because if you trade, you you can give your brother a gun, but if you trade your brother a gun for a lawnmower, right, then then it's no longer exempt, right? It would be a nice lawnmower. Yeah, right. Okay, so, well, here's what I'm saying. But the point that you brought up is maybe something that I, I just sort of glossed over. Um, the power of government is not necessarily in the lawful accusations, the power in government is in the unlawful accusations, right? Meaning somebody so, could falsely accuse you? Or? Right. They could say, oh, no, no, no. Somebody in the government say, oh, you have this gun from your brother. Yeah, he gave it to me. Well, isn't that a coincidence? Because I see that your brother's lawnmower is now parked in your yard. And in which case you will be forced to prove your innocence right. while the government has, number one, what is the biggest, what is the Biggest power of the government, unlimited resources, right? They have the courts in their pockets. They have the prosecutors paid for. They have, uh, it doesn't cost them anything to bring suit against you, but then you have to pay for defense for these unlawful accusations. Well, two things jump out at me is one, it's very Stalin-esque. It it, it sets up a very Stalin-esque type system where that you're sneaking around doing stuff that ought not be criminal and you're worried about who's going to who's going to spy on you, who's going to tell on you, what's going to be used against you. And then the second thing is all this uh this parade of useful idiots, these right. high school students and victims, survivors, etc. uh are basic they basically have the same the same mantra. Mm-hmm. This is about keeping guns out of the hands of bad guys, people that shouldn't have them. Right. Right. What's well, utter nonsense? That's not what's in the bill. There's right. so much more than that in this bill. So, so that when when people say this is about keeping the hand, guns out of hands of people who shouldn't have them, that's just a flat out lie. That right. is not the content of this bill, or right. that's not the only content of this bill. So that is a lie. Well, not only that. Okay. So if you're up on YouTube uh, with us, you see a little a little cl- uh, clip that I have here. I'll move it so you can see it. Uh, you can take notice of it a little bit better. Um, this is actually a quote from uh, Representative Scalise from Louisiana, the guy who was shot mm-hmm. at the baseball field during the, 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 the representative baseball game. He says, I want to stress that the man who shot me was issued a permit to purchase firearms by the state of Illinois and acquired them legally. At Virginia Tech, Charleston, and Sutherland Springs, failures in background check system allowed individuals to illegally obtain the firearms they used to commit their crimes. The alleged loopholes that H.R. 8 claims to fix would not have prevented these tragedies either. He says instead, whether intentionally or not, the gun control proposals in H.R. 8 
could, he said could, but I'm, I'm looking at it right it here, will. would, it will, will turn law-abiding citizens into criminals while also failing to achieve the stated purpose of reducing gun violence. And, and that's 100% correct. So it's just, so the purpose here, we must understand, once again, is not about gun control. It's about people control. It's about eliminating the ability of people, law-abiding citizens, to freely access and use their firearms. Uh, And I think the point can't be stressed enough. It's not about bad guys. No, it's not it's about just bad guys. Not okay because the bad guys are, you know, the gangsters and the drug dealers and the Crips and the Bloods and whoever they are out there are not going to run down to the local uh, pawn shop, which is an FFL, to trade guns. This will right. be just another law that they disregard in the midst of a crime. There's and it is absolutely ridiculous. Now, JC, I got to pull back a second because I made a false statement. Okay, I don't want to be accused of false news. So uh, when I said that Janet couldn't let us use her guns at the gun range, that's not accurate. So there is an exemption for sharing guns at a designated gun ranges. So if the if the federal government recognizes your gun range as a designated range then you can share there but let me ask you this question jc historically speaking how soon before the federal government stops issuing designated gun ranges right right not only that uh not everyone has access to a designated gun range so uh we shoot on our own property which is perfectly legal right so now if this this is what bothers me okay according to this law If you are a private landowner in a rural place where it is lawful for you to fire a firearm or your neighbors don't care, right? Now, all of a sudden, the federal government has an inroad to make an accusation against you for trading off firearms on your own land. Let me ask you this, JC. How does the federal government know if we are allowing someone else to use our firearms on our own private property? How will they know that unless they start creating reasons for people to have these kinds of inspections of your property? Right. So what good is a law? This is the this is the song that's been said all over the world throughout history. What good is a law if you can't enforce it? But here's the thing. Think about let me add something to that. Think about the, the Trump investigation right this Mm -hmm. russia collusion blah 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 notice how they have scooped up some of these guys Mm -hmm. uh take uh what's his name michael whatever the lawyer uh, for example right they scooped him up and then they intimidated him they use intimidation of other things right yeah we got this charge this chart we're gonna charge you with x y and z if you don't roll over here Mm -hmm. so this is the thing your private land say you have you have 40 acres that you live on Right. Your cousin comes over mm-hmm. and you want to target shoot in your yard or let's mm-hmm. say they're camping on your property. Here's mm-hmm. a here's a pistol for tonight mm-hmm. or a shotgun. You know, we got coyotes and sometimes panthers come by. Here you go. Uh, OK, now let's say your cousin likes for whatever reason mm-hmm. they're trying to target you. Your cousin uh, gets in an accident or gets some other charge. Now they start intimidating this guy like we're going right. to throw the book at you. But. What about what about 
you know, your cousin. Chris did, Ann did, Hall, yeah, who's did a, she, who stirs up trouble anyway. Yeah, somebody said you were camping. And uh, did you did you have a gun? You know, and then they start pressing them. They start mm-hmm. arm twisting. So, again, sort of Stalinesque type things. We, we already we see. I mean, you know, the government does this as when you were a state prosecutor, you mm-hmm. know, the investigators and, and, and people right, like they absolutely. do this. And we've now seen this. You've seen it on the national stage right. with this Russian collusion thing. We, like, we see it all the time. Right. So this is another avenue. Um, another possibility of the way in which these this thing is worded, how they can target people very right. easily. And you're talking about just your private property. What right. business is that of anybody? And and you're not talking about anybody got hurt, anybody did anything, any sort of, you know, there was any harm, right? It, there's usually no harm, no crime. Right. Okay. You're talking about just, hey, you borrowed the gun, you gave it back. But when you did that, you didn't go to a gun store when they gave it to you. And mm-hmm. then when you gave it back, you didn't go to a gun store. Right. You're now a criminal. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. What if you go to the gun store and you trade, you know, you do your temporary loan and then your friend gives you back the gun without going to the gun store? Now, all of a sudden, you're yeah. stuck a criminal because your friend all of a sudden doesn't want to go back to the gun store anymore. And, and, and I ask, so I ask you again, where's the bad guy in that? Exactly. Who's the bad guy? Who's what the bad, guy? bad guy did you, you kept guns out of what bad guy's hands? So this <laughs> is not about keeping guns out of the hands of the wrong people. That's what, that's their mantra. That's what they're going to keep repeating. And it has it, it is not about that. That is a lie. So here's the bad guys in this. Now, if you aren't if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we have now the HR8 uh, pulled up on our screen. And I want to show you now this is at Congress.gov. You can go to Congress.gov and you can find the um, you can you can look at who are oops sorry I don't know how this works JC anyway you can look at who are the co-sponsors for this bill and I love this because if you look over here to the left JC it has the breakdown of your co-sponsors by, by state, state. Mm-hmm. so if you live in California there's 40 how many is that I can't read that you have your glasses 44. on 44 44 co-sponsors 21 in New York 14 in Florida. Florida. So for us, if we were to click here on Florida, it would bring up now all of the House reps in Florida that are co-sponsors of this. Now, for us, they're all Democrats, right? Yeah. But you need to know if you happen to be one of those unfortunate. No, that that first one's a Republican. Is it? Oh. Matt Bryan. Matt Bryan. Republican, Florida District 18. House District 18. House District 18. Well, there you go. So if you live in any of these House districts and you happen to be a gun owner and and unfortunately your representative is a co-sponsor of this, you need to be on the phone with your representative right now. So remember, that's HR8. You can go to Congress.gov. I'll show you back here. And you can see on this page, this is just the clip, but it shows you uh, how you can actually click in between the pages here. So uh, you can you can go to the summary of the bill. Here's the text of the bill. You can go to uh, the current actions of the bill. Here's here's the whole text. I'm trying to teach you here now how you can find this stuff out on your own. Uh, at at congress.gov, the text of H.R. 8 of the 116th Congress is right here. You can read all of the text. It's not very long. However, what gets confusing about these pieces of legislation is that a lot of times what they do is they say, this amends such and such act. 
or this repeals such and such act and then names the act but doesn't give you the language that was repealed. So sometimes you got to go on a treasure hunt to figure this stuff out. But here you go. Here it is. The Once again, click on the co-sponsors tab, and you can find out who are these traitors to public liberty. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, this is... I think I read that wrong. It's Brian Mast. Mast? What did yeah. you say? I didn't remember Matt what you Brian, said. They had the names. Oh. You know, the names were in reverse. Brian I Mast. It was Matt. It's Brian Mast. Brian Mast. And which, yeah. where is District 18? House District 18. I'm not 18th Congressional District. I'm not sure. You're not sure. I have to look it up. Yeah. Well... Nonetheless, even if you are one of the unfortunate people in there that has to do with, um, oh, that's the Miami area. No, it looks like Daytona area. Daytona? Daytona to Miami. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. This is important. And you need to be in touch with your uh, your house rep to make sure that they're on board, okay? If we can, if you can get, there are Democrats out there who will not vote for this because there are still Democrats that are what we would call in the South Dixiecrats, right? So they represent these rural districts where the farmers and the ranchers actually live. And that's why we need to get this information to the farmers and ranchers so they find out how bad this bill is for them. Because they're not, do, have you seen any of this in the news, JC, about the, about the restrictions on the farmers and ranchers, about how uh, farmers and ranchers will not be able to allow their ranch hands use their guns and that sort of thing, and the whole, oh, that ridiculous thing about transferring. I wonder, JC, if, if now HR8 passes where you can actually, uh, you know, hand somebody your handgun for self-defense, if now all of the sudden defending someone else becomes a crime. Because then the, then, the, then the government will say, well, you didn't have to shoot them. You could have handed them the handgun. They could have shot it, right? I, I, my brain just starts going on these things just because I know how government always works. We need to be all over Donald Trump to not sign this on the odd chance that it gets through the Senate. You need to call your senator and tell them to oppose this piece of legislation. You need to call your representative and tell them no. H.R. 8 is not a bipartisan background check bill. H.R. 8 is a gun, a federal gun grab bill. I'm sorry, but just the provision that makes it illegal for someone 18 to 20 years old to own a fire, to have a handgun is enough for me. That is not, well... I guess any of it's enough for me, right? Because the federal government doesn't have any authority over our firearms to begin with. And the idea that we're even discussing this is just ridiculous. But we like to get worked up over federal stuff. So let's get worked up over the right federal stuff. Let's contact our people and say no. In the meantime, contact your sheriff. 
In the meantime, this is a good idea. Contact your sheriff. Sit down and have lunch with your sheriff and say, look, if the federal government passes this law, can I count on you to not enforce it? And if you have one of those sheriffs that says, well, you know, it's not up to me to decide what's lawful, you know, what laws are good and what laws are bad. It's just, you know, it's just my job to enforce the law. Then you've got some serious troubles. You've got some more training you need to do for a sheriff like that. And a sheriff like that that won't accept your training is a sheriff that needs to be dismissed, period. Let me see my phone here, JC, because there was something else I wanted to show everybody before we go. That Florida 18, by the way, that's St. Lucie County and uh, all the way down to northern part of Palm Beach. So uh, I wanted to show you our friend Scott London. You remember Scott London? He was a sheriff there in Eddy County, New Mexico. He sent me a message from Facebook. Sheriff Kim Stewart of Doña Ana County in New Mexico puts out a public news press release that she is not a constitutional sheriff. Here is her press release. To be clear, I am not a constitutional sheriff. Uh I think that's great. Let her announce herself to not be a constitutional sheriff. So now you know who you need to get rid of, right? People who love constitutional sheriffs need to contra- uh, concentrate their activities there in Doña Ana, New Mexico. She says that constitutional sheriff is a derogatory term because um, she says, I do not support the theory advanced by Richard Mack in his conspiratorial, convoluted, and entirely self-serving thesis, which grew out of the sovereign citizen movement. Mm -hmm. Or she says, or as I like to refer to it, let's make Timothy McVeigh a hero movement. Mm -hmm. Are you freaking kidding me? This is the kind of garbage that we need to get rid of in America. And she's only there because there are enough people that believe her. God bless you guys. We will see you again next time.